Hey, everybody. It's been a little while since we've hung out together, but we are back. Ashley and Steven here to do a show, sort of. It was short. Uh, there was no news. There's been a whole lot of shenanigans out here at the Orbiting HQ, but rest assured, we wanted to give you something, and I think it's a pretty good episode. So sit back and relax and enjoy yourself some horseshoes and hand grenades, episode 566 for January 6th, 2022. Uh, there's no title. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Horseshoes and Hand Grenades, the show that brings you the latest and greatest and odd and crazy news from all over the planet. Yes, that's right, we have managed to duct tape the Orbiting HQ back together, <laughs> or rather duct tape the people that run it into place so they could do the thing that you want us to do because you need the news. And well, what are you getting tonight? Not the news, F the news. Ain't nobody got notes, ain't nobody got time. All we can do is ramble into the microphone for you. Uh, for 15 minutes and hope that that satisfies your thirst uh, for us, for the wonderful h and juices that rain from the sky. Thirsty juices? Maybe. That sounds a little sexual and odd, but that's okay. You know what you're in for, because it's time for Horseshoes and Hair Grenades. I'm your host, Steven, joined as always by the amazing, the wonderful Smashly. Hey, we're talking on a camera. Mayor Squish is from Austria. Put another shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> Austria the land down under <laughs> what I just, there's there's like a 25% chance you're not kidding <laughs> I'm I'm kidding what do you do I do I look like an idiot don't answer that Hey what? um where's how do they make decaf coffee uh, shut up. Um, that's unfair what you do to me. Uh, poorly. How about that? I had a real coffee today. Uh, thank you for your bulletproof coffee, by the way. It's got me going uh, the last two mornings. So yeah, it's, it's, it's tasty. So good. I hate that man and his entire biohacking bullshit make me money crap, but his coffee's good. It is. It's it's real good. Wait, he has, who is it? Is it Elon Musk coffee? You know the skincare stuff that Stephanie uses? Uh, that oh, super hippie... The the, like, the no animal... The animals don't hate animals stuff. Animal no, safe. No, no, no. The, the... Whatever. The like liquid gold stuff that has yeah. copper in it. Yes. Okay. Stupid. So it's just a bunch of rich people. That's the coffee dude's friend. And that's how I find out about the skincare and got it for Stephanie. Unfortunately, it works because it's got good ingredients in it. She's right. like, la, 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 give me this stuff. So it's just a bunch of people that already had money dicking around making more money. Oh, okay. Because that's what you get to do. And so he does all this. So the Asprey, Dave Asprey, Osprey? Yeah. Osprey? Sure. I don't know. Whatever. Bulletproof coffee guy. He's like, if you take... This sequence of vitamins in the morning, you will hack your brain to... Blah, blah. And I'm like, 
Oh, okay. Has time to hack their brain when they're living under two years of constant stress. You douche nugget. Go sip uh, a mai tai on your yacht. He's a lifestyle guru. Yes, I could be a, I could be a, a lifestyle guru. Dick. Most people, you know what? Okay, so I've I've heard a thing. All right, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna pump up Ashley's volume. Give me just a second. It says <laughs> you're quiet. Nobody's ever said I'm quiet. I have. I got your coffee. I don't know. Say something now. Something now. Okay, that seems to be louder. Okay. <laughs> Hope everyone's happy with that. Um, but now I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, the difference. So I've been listening to, I listen to a bunch of books. Most of the time I listen to autobiographies of famous people because I think they're interesting. And I like to know how they got from A to B. That's, that's a thing that I enjoy. So I just finished Will Smith's book, uh, aptly named Will. Um <laughs> And I have determined the only difference between these people that write these autobiographies about their fantastic life and you and me is that they believe in themselves and they have less fear of like having to pay for their house. They mostly just go do things and then hope that it turns out. So there's like a little bit of work, a little ambition, a little bit of luck, and a whole lot of believing they're actually good at what they're doing. So... I read a a statistic about people in Hollywood and how they're so many percent much more narcissistic mm-hmm. than the average population. And I sat there, I'm like, is that because they're constantly like kowtowed to by the general population or were they already narcissistic and that's why they went that route? I think it depends on it depends on the level of narcissism. Uh, I think you're right. I think they have to be narcissistic, but only, but in, in the way that says, "I have, I have a gift of something that I know is good, and therefore people should see it." Kind of narcissism. I don't think it has to be poisonous. I don't think there's a. I don't think that there's like your there's your narcissism that's like it's all about me, me, me. If I don't do it, then no one will. If I don't do this, the world will fall apart, or everything's on me. To you know that kind of thing. I think it's more sure. of just an awareness of their own talent and skill and a desire to share that with people. Did Twitch just post an ad under us? I don't know. I don't watch Twitch when I'm doing this show. It made that. Well, I really like Audie's thing, but it made this. The thing gets smaller, and now there's a banner ad under it. Those buttholes. Does Bezos really need more billions? Like, you know. And then it just got big again. Hollywood makes it poisonous, is what Gene Poole says. Yeah. Oh, it did it again. It heard me say it, and it did it again. Mayor Squish says it takes a certain level of narcissism to get into management. That's actually pretty true. Uh, apparently, like sixty to seventy percent of all managers have are, are sociopaths or have sociopathic tendencies, uh, which I found to be kind of interesting. Like you get where you're going because you step on things to get there, including people. I saw the coolest. Uh, it was from Wall Street Journal. It was 1937, and it was just a back and forth and. So it's two dudes talking to each other. One guy said, um, one, guy's, one guy's yelling at a, a guy on the line, uh, manufacturing line. And another guy says, what did, you, what did you tell that man? 
and Bob says, I told him to hurry up. And Tim says, who are you to tell him to hurry up? He said, well, I own the, the plant. No, he said, I, I pay him to make whatever. Did you? Okay, this is so hard. No, okay. I got it. I'm following okay. along. And then, and then the other guy said, well, how much do you pay him? He said, $4 an hour. Well, what do you sell the parts for? $10. So the guy's like, so he's actually paying you $6 an hour so you can yell at him. And the guy's like, shh, quiet, he'll hear you. <laughs> that was from 1937. And I'm like, this yeah. further proves my point that people don't change. Nobody, if we did, we would be in flying cars in a utopia. But instead, we are reading works by Seneca and Marcus Aurelius, who are ancient Greek philosophers. We have learned nothing from anyone that has come before us because humans only learn from their own personal experience. They can take nuggets of other people's information, but they mostly only... I only know hammers really hurt when they hit you from banging my finger with one. You know? So I actually... I don't know if I believe that because, like, okay, you talk about flying cars, right? Yeah. People have put out patents for gasless vehicles for decades. Okay, true. But they get bought up and ripped up because people are making money from selling petrol. Well, the, okay, so flying cars is a bad example. Maybe no, I it's should a great say example. something about benevolence. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. There's just people that, you know what, let's, we, we could, you and I, you and me together, we could solve all the problems on the planet, but we can't do it in 15 minutes. Um I no, think that if we put like our a machete and a machine gun, <laughs> if we put our minds to it. So I have a, I have something for us tonight since we don't have we don't have we don't have any news. Uh, not that there isn't any, we just don't have any to read because Ashley and I don't know how to find it. But we don't we have, have this. Time. We have this. Okay, so as you guys know, it's often that I get emails uh, to my email address <laughs> destined for other people. Sometimes it's destined for Tony Adams. Sometimes it's destined for Tina Adams. Uh, I get a lot of stuff for Tana. I don't know who Tana is, uh, but I have an email that in that inevitably gets other people's email, uh, and I've got a doozy. I've got three doozies, as a matter of fact. A oh, very, really? Yeah. This. Uh, so I get an email, not destined for me, but somebody who apparently has a similar email address, uh, and. I'm going to read it, and I'm going to let you... This game is called, Should It Be a Phone Call? (laughs) (laughs) We're all going to decide if the level of of information in here should have been a phone call. So, this email is from someone named Ken uh, to someone named Doodad. We're just going to say Ken and Doodad. Um, It begins, First of all, be here on January 7th to pick up the cats. Second of all, you're making a huge mistake by quitting your PhD. Third, I don't appreciate how you've cast aside your real family. Fourth, you're being lied you're being led by a personal agenda of Mershads. Fifth, I don't like any of it. Be here on the seventh to pick up the cats like you promised. To say I'm disappointed doesn't even come close. Actions speak louder than words. Be here on the seventh, seriously. Sent from my iPad. What's now, a Mershad? I believe this is a friend of his. I believe that Mershad may be a friend of uh, what I called him, Doodad. 
We'll yeah, call it sure. Doodad. Doodad and Mashad are friends. And is apparently Doodad's father is upset that Doodad and Mershad are doing things instead of being there, finishing so his Mershad PhD. Mershad has an agenda? It seems that Mershad has an agenda, and Doodad's quitting his PhD. Is Doodad a chick? I don't know. The The actual name is, is of uh, a different... It's a name I would not know if it was a male or female. Hold on. You, you, you said that. I sent that email to you. But it sounds to me like maybe Dad should call Doodad. You know? Uh, to say, yeah. <laughs> to say... Yeah, I know, really. That McFly brought this up earlier. I texted it to you guys. That there's, there's no sixth item that he's upset about. And it would really lead into the seventh pretty good. Yeah, it's a pat. Maybe it's a pat, Gene Pool. Yeah, maybe Dean Pool won't pick up, or maybe uh, maybe Dean Pool, maybe Doodad won't pick up the phone. That's a good point, and I agree with Og. I wouldn't. I don't have a PhD because dissertation. I don't have a master's because I don't have a. I don't have a bachelor's because school sucks and I hated it and I wanted to get cool. a job and get out as fast as humanly possible. So yeah. I did. I got an associate's degree. So if you ever wondered if you were unqualified for your job, um, yeah, but you've worked in your. <laughs> before Line I got my job. No, but this is the stupid thing. Before I got my job as a software developer, I'd never done any software development. So explain that to me. Anyway. That's how people learn, dude. That's like telling someone not to get in the water before they know how to swim. Sure. But let, let but let me say this. The interviews I've done with other with friends of mine as we interview someone else. The lack of developer experience is always brought up as a reason they don't want to hire them. And I'm like, thank God I didn't interview with you guys. Holy moly. <laughs> I never got in here. <laughs> Yay. So that was that's phase one. I actually got another email afterwards. Okay. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah. From and the same it is, people? It is. I, I, I hesitate to read this one because this one's kind of got I'm some. So excited. This one's got some religious fire in it. Oh, um, I'm so excited. Wait, I want to read it. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it. Uh, just bear in mind, we're just gonna decide if maybe Dad Straight should shot it and send it to me. I'm drive, excited. Drive to Mershad's house or to Doodad's house and see. I don't know why I'm only hiding Doodad's name. Like that's a that's a thing. I was trying to yeah. keep it as anonymous as possible on the show that twelve people listen to. <laughs> let's, let's see. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay, ready? Go. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to... Hold on, I'm okay. good. I, gotta, I gotta get it back up here. Okay, I'm gonna read it, <clears throat> word for word. Just so you know, this is him This is him sending to his... Not to not to, not to directly to Doodad, but to the person he's trying to tell Doodad what he's been saying to their, I'm assuming, son. So that's what it is. Just so you know, I sent the following to, to Doodad on WhatsApp. I believe that Doodad has changed his name. There seems to be a lot of, like, I'm escaping my family and who they are business going on here. Uh, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. 
Not believing that Christ is the only way to the Father is an eternal mistake. When you left, you promised you'd be back on the 7th. You lied to me, straight to my face, and you left me and Mom to pick up what you left behind, without a care. Your uh, other buddy declares not that he shreds family apart, that evil and plain and that that's evil and plain unholy, and you went along with it. You broke my heart and your mother's heart. <gasps> that's some, that's some stuff right there. You broke your mother's heart. Like he laid it down. He laid it down. So I grew up in a religious family. I went to a christian school until college yeah at no point would anyone quoting the bible at me <laughs> ever make me change what i was doing that's yeah i think you're, you're probably let's assume doodad probably grew up in a christian home and has been and this might be he might it might be a very fundamentalist place where he feels not loved but rather mistreated or or forced into a guilty posture much of the time and he's found some people that are like dude it's all right you know what i mean i love Gene pulls that ooh dad's going king james on doodad i know <laughs> i mean this is intense so do you like he's not going to text him back after that Especially that you're sending it to, you know, the wrong email. <laughs> well, I mean, he's sending it to his, who he assumes someone that he knows, but it's me. Because he's also asked for my phone number because he doesn't, he says, I don't have your phone number. And part of me goes, I really should tell this guy I'm not, I'm not who he thinks, but I also don't want to embarrass him. Uh, like, <laughs> you just sent this vile, like, so upset at your kid kind of email. I do feel like it's, it wasn't. It wasn't hateful. No, it's a desperate email, right? It's desperate. It, it's someone that doesn't understand who they're talking to. <laughs> maybe that's maybe Which they're not on bad. the same level. Maybe one of them's up here and one of them's over here, and they need to find a common ground so they can reconnect. Maybe we should tell them. Maybe I should email them. By the way, we have some advice for you. Check out this Twitch <laughs> clip. Don't yell at your child in Bible. <laughs> On a text message. If you want them to respond to you. <laughs> so I think the the biggest issue and it's 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 very cultural in the last little bit with how we've been raised is the parents hold all the power and children have no autonomy whatsoever to do anything. And like I get it, like you can't you can't run to the grocery store now as a child because you'll get hit by a car or someone will molest you because people are garbage and the world should be flooded again. <laughs> but like we should still like children should still have some autonomy. And that sounds like maybe there was no autonomy in the relationship, but that leads to bad things because that's not how people work. Yeah. Yeah. At it's, all. So there's, yeah. And there's, there's this, there's a thing I've always heard. So before I became a parent and I will have to learn this continuously over the next 20 years 
40 years until I die. Uh, There are phases of of your children's existence and and different levels of intrusion you need to have in those, right? Like like when they're really tiny, you're kind of guiding almost everything. You're like, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. This is kind of how things work. This is what you can try safely, blah, blah, blah. Then they get to another certain age and you're like, you take the hands off a little bit. You're like, I'm just going to let them fall on their face. Because they kind of have to. So I'm just going to get out of their way Touch and let the them fall in their face. Touch the stove or else you yeah. get up on the top. Yeah, so you progress to that. And then like when they hit the teens, you've kind of done everything you can do in terms of boundaries. Like you've you've applied them. After that, it's off the hook. Like you just got to let them go and hope they make good decisions. Because it's critical between in, in junior high, high school that they learn good decisions on their own. So that when they get to college, they continue making good decisions. Uh, if you don't let them just go, then they they don't they'll just they'll always be looking to you as a guardrail. And when you're not there, it's you can make a lot you worse end up decisions. With an Ashley. Yeah, you get an Ashley. You can you make a lot no worse decisions. <laughs> you can make a lot worse decisions in college just based on the amount of changes in the world sure, around yeah. you than you can in high school. So let them screw up in high school when they can't drive. And then, <laughs> by the time they can drive, maybe they got a few things under their belt. Uh, but this seems like one of those situations where it could be, I failed to transition properly from like guardrails to not guardrails, and I've just been trying to enforce guardrails on someone that doesn't want it. How many times somebody ever told you what to do, and you were like, why, yes, I will do what you said to do, without being a little grumbly about it, or maximum grumbly. I don't. I don't think I've ever done anything anyone's ever told me. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. You got it. I get real stubborn when people want me to do things I don't want to do. I get real grumbly. Or if it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I'll be like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Don't tell me what. Like, oh, the worst is when we have like cookies in the house, and I want another cookie, and Stephanie's like, shouldn't have one. I was like, you can shove it up your butt. I'm eating that cookie. (laughs) You can't tell me I can't have one. (laughs) Stephanie made snickerdoodle. Like, okay, so I'm pregnant. I think most of you know that I'm pregnant. Hi! Yay! I think most of you guys know that I'm pregnant. And I'm I'm reading this book about, like, epigenics and, and, like, how the first trimester is super important for, like, your child's rest of their life in terms of genes and expression and stuff like you can give your child diabetes by eating poorly so i'm like okay i i need to not eat sugar so my kid doesn't have diabetes and oh, a heart attack you know good. what i mean and so stephanie brings over snickerdoodles stephanie and i love snickerdoodles we used to go to the mall and we'd go to the cookie place and we'd get like a bag of snickerdoodles these are the best snickerdoodles that i've ever had in my life like bar none best cookies they're just they're the perfect cookie i would if someone said hey will you shoot this person i'll give you like 12 (laughs) more cookies i would be like fuck yes i'll double tap their ass give me the cookies like no hesitation whatsoever especially now because i'm figuring out most people just deserve to die anyway like yeah your life is not worth like these cookies are worth more than you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're really good and i'm having trouble not texting her and saying bring me more diabetes for my child down the line well we can't because we don't have any more because i ate them all 
Um, and I will tell you this. I had like five of them. I'm pretty sure it gave me diarrhea. Like I was just, <laughs> I lost like eight pounds yesterday. It was bad news bears. I didn't know what was going on. And I'm just, I lost a lot of weight. Uh, so I've been doing my withing scale and it's been posting to discord and like a couple days ago it was 223 and then yesterday, this morning it was 218. And that's just because I just had an epic diarrhea problem because of those daggone snickerdoodle cookies. I'm almost certain that was the cause. (laughs) Okay, well, I think you guys brought over like six and I shared them with Jacob. So I didn't eat 12 cookies all at once. And now I'm I'm pretty pleased that that didn't happen. Yeah, you would have regretted it. You'd have had a baby after that. But he's not ready to be had quite yet. He looks like a space mushroom penis. Is it a? Is it a he? I'm gonna tell him you said that when he's ten. I mean, like your mom says, you're a space mushroom penis. Show title. Right. A space uh, mushroom. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't. I had the blood test done two days ago, so I'll find out in the next like week or so. Okay. But I've been calling him a he because I just I think he's a he. I hope it's a girl because I feel like Jacob re- requires that com- that complication in his life. I think he's he's been through boy and he needs to step it up because boys are easy, girls are challenging. Mostly are they easy? Even huh? Um, okay, boys are easier when they become teenagers, apparently, according to everyone I've I talked know, to. All of the shit that Jacob did when he was a teenager, my god! <laughs> yeah, but like girls are weird when they're did teenagers. Did you hear the shit that I did when I was a teenager? Neither of y'all have any hope if we're. We're getting if we're getting down to it. If if it really if how you behaved as a teenager and child dictate how your children do, y'all are both screwed. There's just no there's no way. So dad today, mom mom had to go to the doctor and I'm like, Well, come hang out with dad, because dad can't be alone, he's a fall risk, yada yada yada. So we have a hospital bed for dad and it it gets up and down because dad's having some muscle wasting issues. So we got over there. He was laying down. He was, he's been just devouring Jack Ryan books. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool. Just let me know when you want up. So a few minutes, 30 minutes go by, and I start hearing the bed. And I walk in. I'm like, do you want up? <laughs> he's like, yeah, what up? I'm like, okay. So I'm trying to help dad out of the, the bed. And he's just rapidly losing strength for every attempt that we're not getting him out of the bed. And so Willie comes and grabs dad's rollator and starts pulling on it going, ride, ride, ride. And I'm like, see what we're doing. We're helping Papa. Anyway, finally get dad. It's a, it's a process. Get him in his chair. Go into the kitchen. In that time, my child has opened every single GD drawer in the kitchen. He's taken the spices that mom conveniently put at eye height for him, unscrewed the lids, dumped them all in the floor, and then he knocked over a pack of puzzle cards, squatted over it, and pissed on them. And I'm like... Like, I can't. Like, I can't... Like, if I was just over here with dad, this would have been the most pleasant, awesome day. We could have read all day and chit-chatted and eaten snacks. Like, in that small amount of time, my child just shit on the universe. Then he walks over to dad's tray table and shakes it, knocks over the incredibly full glass of water that I just filled up, and it just spills all over dad and all over his blankets. And I'm like, 
I'm going to kill this child. Like, I'm literally going to kill him and eat him and not think anything of it. And then I'm like, well, I've got another one on the way. So, yeehaw. <laughs> I've got another was... one on the way is a spare. This is fine. No, it was. I'm like, I don't want to do this again. So, it was, <laughs> it was. Oh, yeah. People should not be alone with children. There should be other children of multiple ages. And there should be other families helping you watch the children. Because this is dumb. I believe at a certain age that the children should not should just be in the front and or backyard and you should not be looking at them. They should no. just be with their friends yes. get, taking care of each other. Um, yes. And I learned this, you know, I fussed, how long did I fuss about not having neighborhood kids? I've been fussing about this for years. Yeah. There's no other kids and I have an Since only Sam child. Was born. I will throw someone. Well, now there's neighborhood kids and it's been awesome. The last couple days were like, hey, this is great. It's five o'clock. I'm getting dinner together. Sam's outside with a buddy running around doing whatever is great. They're taking care of each other. I actually, they wanted to play the switch on the back porch because we won't anybody come inside because we live in the dark ages. Um, but they want to play the switch on the porch. Sure, y'all can play switch on the porch. And he's like, it's out of batteries. I'm like, what are you going to do about it? I got to really pull the dad stuff out of the, out of the <laughs> back pocket. I was like, well, what are you going to do if it doesn't have any power? Uh, I need my adapter. Yeah. Go get your adapter. Go plug it in. There's nowhere to plug it in. There's an extension cord out there. You and Luke figure it out. Uh, so, like, <laughs> send him out there. He's like, my dad said we have to figure it out. I love it when he goes and tells his friends, my daddy said blah, blah, blah. Um, so, my daddy's got to figure it out. I'm like, yeah, go go figure it out. And they eventually worked it out. They figured out how to plug it in. And then when it wouldn't, because the switch is designed stupid, so the, it charges yeah. on the bottom. So, when they went to sit it up, it kept falling over. He's like, I won't stand up. I said, Figure it out. You and Luke are smart. Try and You're put it so somewhere. You're so happy with yourself so like, right now. Well, I am because they took the bird seed bucket that we have. It's got like a, you know, those handles that like fold down. Um, yeah. And they kind of wedged it inside that with the little plug so that it wouldn't f- tilt over. And I'm like. That's genius. You learned something. I get a dad exactly merit badge for, ig- for ignoring you. I get a dad badge uh, because now you know something that you didn't know before. Uh, but anyway, I don't know where I was going with all that other than... I'd love to ignore my child. <sighs> well, he, when you get two, you will. all day playing in the yard and, and goofing off. And it would be awesome. But he's got one other friend that's six months younger than him. And, like, that's the only quarantine. Because my kid can't get an effing vaccination yet. Yeehaw! So he sees no one except the, the one little kid that's, like, six months younger than him. And that's and a like, big difference. Yeah, He's huge at, at that, that age. The other huge t- difference. William was like, or he was climbing up, flipping the light on and off, which is exactly what William did. Like at that age, flipping the light on and off. William looks at him, walks up to the stepstool, and just shoves Orson off the <laughs> stepstool. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> little Draco ass Malfoy. Like, well, it, yeah, and it's, it's the thing. Like they, they don't. They don't know how to operate children younger than them that are doing things that they've learned not to do or how to do or whatever. It's like, what's wrong with you? Meh. I was like, do you not like Orson? And he's like, I like Orson. And I'm like, why would you shove Orson? That hurt him. And like, meanwhile, Orson's bawling. And I'm like. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's an adventure. We the, that kid that Sam was playing with though uh, was exposed to someone with COVID, so we can't we can't play with him for a week. 
and now we're we're keeping Sam out of school tomorrow because a couple people in his class tested positive, and I'm like, oh good. There's so many schools. Good, he was eating lunch. Shut with down them. right now. So many schools because of the the. I'm like, we should have just we should. It sucks beyond measure because kids, especially that age, need other kids. Parents need to be able to work. But if y'all waited, like just wait, like pushed it back even ten days, yeah, like, just an extra week, you wouldn't have been shut down again. Like what? What's the difference between a false start and then just doing it on purpose? Yeah, just I mean, <laughs> Sam gets in the car this afternoon. And I was like, "Hey, Sam, who is out?" Because I want to know who it is. Because they won't tell yeah. you. They just tell you it's two people. And it's like, who was out of class today? Everybody was out. There was like nobody there. <laughs> Nabbit, <laughs> Sam, are you being serious? <laughs> and then, then I was like, "Who do you sit? Do you sit next to anybody at lunch that was out?" No, everybody I sit next to at lunch is in. Especially this one girl. He's like this, this girl. I don't sit with her anymore. I was like, "Why don't Why don't you sit with her anymore?" You sit next. To, he's like, "I sit next to this other girl." And I'm like, "Okay, why? Because she wants to get married, and I don't really want to right now." And it's, he said, "I just want to get some peace and some space." <laughs> Good. It's good to identify the crazies early. <laughs> like, I don't want to get married right now. I was like, she wants to get married? So, yeah, and she's serious. <laughs> Do you remember talking about that when you were little? Like, yeah, marriage and dating and stuff? Yeah, I felt like a normal thing. Sure, because it's what you're... I mean, everybody... For one thing, this is a Christian school, so like, you go in with the priority of fighting your spouse Popping at like 11. Babies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, he just, they see what their parents are and they have only so much context in kindergarten for like what life is. So they yeah. start playing with these ideas. They don't know what they're talking about. He, but he's been married to like three girls in the class so far. It's, he's just really got it going on. I didn't have a crush on anybody until I was in seventh grade and I liked a senior. Oh wow! Yeah, you but were... it was, at no point did I ever think I was gonna get married. That was just not in the cards. No, I was gonna. I wanted to get married when I was like ten. I thought being married would be the best thing. <laughs> I had a crush on every single girl in every grade ever. Really? <laughs> like yeah, like it, I think the first crush I had was like second grade, and then I had a. There was always one girl, one or one girl in each class that I was like, she's really pretty. From like then on, that's so. That's that's blah blah blah. blah. I when when I was nine, a dude asked me out. He was an older older kid. He's probably I don't know, like a couple of years older than me. But we all hung out together in the complex, and I like flipped out. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then he like didn't talk to me ever again because I apparently embarrassed the shit out of him in front of his friends. And I'm like. Did you did you ever get rejected like hard rejected ever? I don't I somehow I doubt it. But did you? Like were so, you ever like I want to date you and they're like no. So I was dating a guy in college. And it was it was a bad really this guy was a douchebag. And I remember <laughs> realizing he was a douchebag and I didn't really know like what to do about it. And I'm like, I need to fix this. No. Somebody's broken up with me once. But then they oh, got yeah. they, they try to get back together with me. There's always the rebound. I think Stephanie and I both dated our first per- first dating person twice. Because <laughs> you like the first time you ever break up with someone, it's like, 
well, that sucks. Now I'm all by myself. And like a month goes by and you're like, all you see is the positives again. And you're like, yeah, they're great. And then you get back together. And then the second time is way easier because you're like, yeah, never mind. This was right. We shouldn't shouldn't be doing this. And you're like, like the ADHD in my head was like, just find something else. That's more (laughs) dopamine. I remember I had a crush on a girl in seventh grade. And uh, there was no chemistry there. She was just really pretty. She's really pretty. And I remember being like, oh, man, she's really pretty. My buddy was like, you should call her and ask her out. I was like, I don't think it's a good idea. No, you should really call her. And I don't think it's it's the one time I got peer pressured into doing something I really didn't want to do. So I called her and I said, hey there, girl name. Do you want to go out with me? And she was like, uh, I don't know. And I was like, okay, bye. And I hung up the phone. And I never asked the girl out again. Except for Stephanie. <laughs> Except for Stephanie. Well, she came chasing me down. Uh, yeah, that is true. But I pretty much knew she was going to say yes when I asked her, which is what my strategy was moving forward after that. It was like, I need the only time I'm going to ask anybody to be my girlfriend is if we, I already know they're going to say yes. It's so weird how much rejection of affects you when you're in that age range yeah like yeah. i don't know i just because i remember anytime i liked a person i'm just like well i'm assuming they like me back right like and i don't know if that's just a girl thing or this a me thing that's probably you i did i i don't know that i ever expected anyone to like me back this is the opposite i was like i don't think they probably like me back I and can see that. The, the, the AOL instant messenger days were the worst because you'd be talking to some girl that was like a friend of that girl. And oh. then inevitably that girl was always sitting there and the one girl was just surfing for information from yeah. you. Like, hey, I heard heard you still like... Three, heard, three-way phone calls. Do you remember yeah. that? Oh. You ever get trapped in that? No, it was always three-way or it was just IMs, except they were having like a sleepover or something. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, blah, blah. Stephanie did it to me. Stephanie and Felicia were hanging out and Felicia was like, hey, you like Stephanie? I'm like, yeah, I pretty much do or something. Stephanie remembers the whole conversation. I don't even remember what. I don't even remember what I said, but evidently it was really arrogant. Because I was like, yeah, I kind of felt like she did like me pretty good or something. Oh or God, I was getting that landed. vibes. Flipping, yeah. Dating as a teenager is stupid. Just you should stupid. never write anything down ever. Is no, everything should be a phone call when you're trying to yes. court someone. Uh, or an in-person. Yeah, crazy. or an in-person get-together. Cause that after, but I mean, I ended up marrying Stephanie, so it's all it's all fine. <laughs> it's all good. She's pretty much the best. Um, I like her. her cookie making yeah. spills are legit. Yeah, if it wasn't for the cookies, I don't know if it would work. But the, that that really helps. <laughs> Me too. Uh, but this has been a good good episode. <laughs> I'm absolutely nothing. I'm just yeah. I'm out of I'm out of steam. Um. So there is. I, I don't know. I don't know how much we have figured out, but there's definitely going to have to be some changes around here. Um. I don't know I what mean, they're going to look like yet. Do, he went to bed early, but I couldn't get away from him, and then Jacob had to leave. So I technically could have done this earlier. I couldn't because it was 9.20 by the time I woke up from laying down with Sam. Oh, okay. Yeah, so well, that I was, makes me feel better. Well, yeah, because Stephanie hurt her back today, so she was yeah. kind of out. So I laid with Sam, and I fell asleep. <laughs> I woke up. 
And I'm like, oh yeah, it's 9.20. That's showtime. Better get I out there. I now understand why like, the other cultures like that are kind of hunter-gather cultures, because they all co-sleep. But I now get like why they just go to bed at the same time. Because yeah. trying to ninja roll away from your child is mentally and physically exhausting. Yes. It's 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 a rough, but you, a dag nabbit. If they're in an episode of The Witcher waiting for you, if you could just get out of here, you know, if I could just get out of this bed, I can watch a TV show. Then I can. Yeah, but my husband is now not here. He's there, <laughs> yes. so I can't even watch The Witcher. Everything, everything's just so hard. So anyway, uh, I say all that just to say that the show's going to be hit and miss for a little try. while. For a little real while, damn hard. we're gonna try real hard. But it was hard before; it's a little harder now because uh, conditions are far from perfect. Uh, but we're doing what we can because neither Ashley or I can survive without this no, show. We are broken, um, broken human beings. So even I went to the doctors the other day, and my goal was to make everybody laugh. And the the poor lady <laughs> that was like checking you in before you like went in. Like, I ran up the stairs because I wasn't about to take an elevator during COVID max season, and I'm pregnant, and I'm out of shape, and I'm like, because <gasps> it's the third freaking floor, and she's like, are you having any COVID symptoms? I'm like, <gasps> shortness of breath. <gasps> she was just dying, and I'm like, <laughs> You're like, oh, oh. I have more jokes. I, can I tell you more jokes? So I just kept talking, Stephen. Like, I just kept talking. You just kept fucking laughing at me. It feels really good when you get a rolling, like, so my my Wednesday small group event has been the time when I have the captive audience, oh. and I have got to I've got to stop trying to make everybody laugh. But it's the only it's like you and I were saying, Jacob and Stephanie have like all this medical knowledge and like this don't panic reflex when things go wrong. And you and I, all we got is fart jokes, just <laughs> fart jokes. It's really all like I went to see your dad one night, and things conditions were not perfect. And the only thing I had was to tell him a daggone fart joke, and I'll be darned he laughed. And it, it was not a good situation, and he laughed. I'm like, F it. This is what I am, and I might not be able to medically assist you in any way. But, but we're going We're going to chuckle about the predicament while we're in it. How about that? Yeah, that's, that was, I got dad laughing today, and I'm like, <laughs> my child may have pissed on the playing cards but you chuckled <laughs> yeah i got that going for me which is nice but yes. meanwhile like something terrible happens and i will actually be a puddle on the floor like i will react about as well as your mom ever would uh let me just take your glasses off and hit you with a frying pan i see Even you're choking this. yeah we, we need we need to laugh oh lord anyway yeah but thank you guys for for coming in and hanging out with us for a little bit i'm gonna yeah, jet. I miss you people smash is gonna, gonna go to yeah we're trying to we're trying to be as involved as we can. It's just been kind of it's been kind of rocky. We're in one of those. The only seasons. time I'm on the internet now is when he's like asleep and I can't escape the room. <laughs> You're just so, trapped. <laughs> yeah, you'll see uh, most of my tweets all happen at the same time every time. <laughs> we we will. We'll, we'll make something happen. Anyway, uh, thank you guys again for tuning in. Um, I paused the Patreon this month, so nobody's paying for shows they're not getting. Just FYI. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we don't love you uh, and appreciate your, your desire to contribute. Um, awesome. Yeah, is there anything else we have to say? Stay safe. Thank you for your subs. Yeah, stay wipe safe out butt. there. Wipe your butt multiple... Hey, wipe, wipe, wipe till brown leaves town. Um, buy a, a bidet. Day. 
Yeah. At least by a bidet. Shoot, shoot a geyser up your anus, man. Man, Feels you eat chicken wings and then you use a bidet, you're like, you're fearless. You're like, I'll eat whatever sauce did you, you got. Did you have chicken wings tonight? Yeah, I did. They were so good. They were so good. I'm supposed to be on a better diet, but I was just like, I watched the episode of Hot Ones and I, I was, it was over. That's all it took. Always wipe front to back. Thank you, Mayor Squish, for that valuable information. And, uh, it's, and it's more important if you're a girl. It, yeah, you don't want that bladder infection. It's bad news. Anyway, we love you all, and we'll we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bar joke.